Bigger Happy Hour. Welcome to our open chat episode where we don't have an intro because nope. I planned it. Welcome. Welcome, guys, <laughs> to me not planning anything. We are winging it today, basically. So anything can happen. It's, it's, yeah. Anything. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know what I'm saying because I'm not prepared because usually before a podcast recording, I prepare myself. I have notes. I have, like computers and notebooks and mobiles and iPads next to me and now I have nothing I don't even have my glasses on so I don't know what's going to happen um yeah we ask a lot of questions we ask for questions so we have a lot of those to go over yes we do but first maybe we can start by you know talking about how yes let's do that Anna how are you (laughs) what have you been up to the last two weeks what have you been doing I'm, I, w- I came back from holidays, as you all know, and I was trying to get back uh, to work without wanting to go back to holidays. That's impossible, as it, as it just so happens. I always want to go on holidays. Uh, work has been very busy. I haven't been able to write a lot of reviews because I have been very busy at work. Not that reviews, the real writing is not work. It is work as well. So, uh, been reading a lot, been watching a lot of TV at night to relax. I started watching a new show, um, iZombie, the new show from the, um, the creators of Veronica Mars. Uh, I heard about Rob that. Thomas. Yeah, it's actually uh, fun. I heard fun. some bad, yeah. not so great things about, yeah. Yeah. about it They're... stealing from something else. Oh, oh. About wow. about there's uh, some other media that apparently is a lot like that show. It's just tweaked a little bit, and now uh, it's just like, oh, okay, well, that's interesting. Well, I thought it was based on a comic. Well, like the comic was taking stuff from something else. I don't know. I don't even have a oh, link. I just read it on. Okay. There was a conversation that happened about it on Twitter that I sort of read. But this was been like multiple weeks now. <laughs> Who knows what that was even I, about? I have no idea. I, I just think it's fun. It's like, it's not perfect. It's not as good as Veronica Mars either. But I kind of like the protagonist. Nothing is as good as Veronica Mars. No, that is a true, true fact. They don't have a Logan Eccles either. And I keep waiting for a Logan Eccles to walk into that show. And One of a kind, yep. Anna. One of a kind. I know. So, uh, but yeah, but I'm enjoying it. I watched all of it, so I just have the last episode to watch now. It aired uh, last night, so I need to get back. Uh, what else? I started watching the new Netflix show, Sense8. I watched one episode so far. Kind of good. I'm going to continue watching. And I'm looking forward for The Orange is New Black. Starts this week. You watch way more TV than I do. <laughs> it's kind of like my way of relaxing at night i come back from work i still have work to do at home i still have a lot to read or write or whatever but i i have to have at least three hours of television to relax i've had had tv or any media really i've had all media exhausting just intellectually exhausting is it because you have your brain on at all times i guess so i guess my brain is always like in fifth gear or something no, I tell I I am I turn my shift brain down, off. Renee. Shift down. Take a break. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, of course, I I appreciate the TV critically, 
as much as I can, but mostly I just I just don't want to. So I really need something to relax. If if I have my brain on at all times, I will probably burn out and die like a beautiful star in the sky. Just went somewhere like a, deep. Like a supernova. And I'll bring down everything with me. Where are you going with this? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> See, this is what I'm saying. Be princess no and plan. now a supernova. Well, yes. No. On the plus side, if you ever need like co- like costume ideas, you're you're good. Oh yeah, a princess supernova. I can imagine like a really yellow dress. Great. Now I'm gonna have Wonder like this like Wonderwall <laughs> in my head. Is that, that isn't that the song Wonderwall? Isn't that Yo, the right song? <laughs> Which song Wonderwall? Like the Oasis song? Yes. Oh no! Please don't give me the year one. Please don't do Isn't this to me. Isn't that the song? I feel like it is, but I don't know. <laughs> oh God! What have we done? Like- <laughs> We've opened the okay. We have to move on because I don't need those. Like, I don't need Oasis in my head. I don't need any Oasis no, in my head. It no, won't go away for no. weeks. No one needs that in their lives. So, I guess maybe then we should probably talk about. Well, no. What about you? I haven't said anything about you. It's because I'm mysterious. I haven't been doing. I mean, cats. Like we have a stray cat. We've been trying to get rid of. This is my life. It's real exciting, guys. <laughs> and nobody wants a stray cat. But he's giving our inside cats fleas, which means oh. they get worms, which means yes. we have to pay, like, an exorbitant amount of money to get rid of these worms and these stupid stray cats. And we have a raccoon outside, and it won't go away. And my mother is feeding the raccoon listen, and the cat. I, listen, I watched a video on the internet yesterday about baby raccoons, and they are very cute. Maybe you should keep the raccoon. I don't want to keep the raccoon. Until he has babies. No, I don't want a pet raccoon. I don't want baby raccoons. I don't want any raccoon. I want them to go away. They're pests. They're like deer. Oh, no, no, no. Please, let's not go down that route again. Oh, God. I I let my friend Keenan listen to that part of the podcast. And now it's this running joke. He'll come come over to... He'll come over because he comes over during the week and... Today he was on the couch. I was like, "Hey!" I was like, "I," I was like, "What's what's up?" And then we started talking, and he was like, "The deer are out." He's like, "The deer are outside. They're here." Okay. <laughs> Zombie deer. Oh, like it's gonna be like a running joke forever. He's never gonna let it go. It's perfect. It's fantastic. It's fantastic. So mostly, I've just been. I had a I had a strange horizons column due, which I'm real nervous about. I, I waited till like the day of the deadline at six PM and then I rewrote the end. Oh my god. So goodness. I know my, my editor's probably like, You asshole. <laughs> Cause I sent it like at two in the morning on Tuesday, which is not the deadline. That's over the deadline. It's past it. Um and that's that's really I've been I've been writing a lot because I owe some people some fanfic that I've been promising them for about two years now and I really have to get it I gotta get it done or else they could punch me in the face and give them permission <laughs> to punch me in the face. Exactly. Captain America fanfiction? That's Teen Wolf. It's Teen Wolf story I've been working on for a few weeks. Okay. I don't I haven't written any Captain America fanfic because the fandom is huge and scary to me. The big fandoms scare me a lot. Like my the reason I stopped writing actually was that my the first Teen Wolf fanfic I ever read went viral. 
in a um, way that I've never experienced a piece of fanfic like getting really popular. For a while there, my friend Rose would go and like she would be like, "You have X number of kudos." And I would just, I just have a breakdown. I'm like, "Oh God, I can't, I can't handle it." Uh, so I got, I got, I got scared because I was not like at the point of my writing experience where I was like really comfortable with a lot of people reading my shit and a lot of people still read that story. Oh wow. And so I'm trying to get over it, the hump of not caring. Like who cares? Who reads it? Just write. Cause I really miss, I really miss writing and telling stories. I really miss it. But like I have the social anxiety thing, right? That makes it really hard to put stuff out there. That's fiction. I can do okay with nonfiction, but fiction just scares the shit out of me. <laughs> So many people looking at you. Not you, but they're looking at your something you made, and it's scary. Yeah. But this the stuff they do is really good, though. Well, thank so you. That's really nice need... to say. Yes, I know you've read true. some of my fanfic. I don't know what you've read now. I for... I've lost track. <laughs> you said you read some of it, and it wasn't screeching into the into the darkness. Terrible. No, it was not. I, I read some Inception fanfic. Oh, really good. Sweet. That's excellent. It's, yeah. I like all my. I still like all my inception work a lot. Yeah, so they were really good. And so then I, I support. I support you, Renee. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> Remember that when I when I come and submit a story with deceptive mushrooms in it, just to troll you. <laughs> <laughs> they are going to be like, forward. "What the I, fuck I am, is this?" And I'm so looking forward to that. This is like it's a, it's it's a goal, it's a mission <laughs> in my life now to wait for this story. And then read it, and then just I will be able to die then happy. Basically, you could just be like, say it going, tell your friends to stop trolling us. We're a professional company. <laughs> yeah, I hear that you got Marvel Unlimited. I did get Marvel Unlimited. Okay, so don't, how, how does that work then? Because you basically pay... all like it's well, they they sell it to you by going like 10,000 Marvel comics, but you can like they have a lot of like older stuff. I'm pretty sure Memory's rec post was made like using Marvel Unlimited. Like she, that's how she did most of her reading. Okay. Um, I am digging into the Captain America comics, so because I, I have this really sinking feeling that I know how Civil War next year is gonna go. Okay. I know. I feel like I know how it's gonna. <laughs> it's gonna end. <laughs> I can't. I can't cope. I can't cope with it. So, of course, the answer is just to go read a bunch of Captain America comics to make you mess up feel worse. Why not? Let's let's do it. And so, how is that going? I'm on issue one, and I'm already like, I'm confused. (laughs) It's going to take some time. I did, however, catch up on Captain Marvel via the issues that I own. Okay. I I think the last issue came out. And then now we're starting the Carol Corps, which is the yeah the came out today. The, the Secret Wars tie-in. I still don't understand what the fuck's going on with Secret Wars. I give up. And Brian Michael Bendis is apparently going to start writing Iron Man, which makes me excited. I might actually read it because Zach is reading Superior Iron Man, and every time I open Superior Iron Man, I want to set the comics on fire because I think it's terrible. <laughs> it's terribly done. Whoever writing that, no, you're fired. <laughs> but I'm excited because Brian Michael Bendis is going to be writing it. Writing Tony cool. and um and I really like him. So I mean, other than you know stray cats and raccoons and writing a lot of stuff, that's I'm not an exciting person. I don't do, don't I don't I don't do a lot. I live in the rural south. I would do some stuff, you know, if people would send authors near me. I'm still really upset about the tour 
thing where apparently I should have been going to my indie booksellers and being like, you should invite John Scalzi to your bookstore. But I didn't, oh. didn't, I didn't know because on Twitter he said, I forget how he even put it. It was like, if you wanted me to come there, you, you're the book, the bookstore should have invited me or something. Like that's how he makes his plan. Like that's how he makes his plans. The bookstore has to want him to come and ask him. And they choose okay. from that list. I'm like, I didn't know that was a requirement because I would have been sending letters to all the independent bookstores <laughs> around me for like three months if I know that was a requirement, John Scalzi. What the hell? <laughs> because okay. he was here for his, not here, he was in Memphis. I had to drive like two hours um, for his tour for the human division. Okay. That was, you know, however long ago. But he, he skipped, uh, he skipped me. Or at least this area. Because I can pretty much go three places. I can go to St. Louis, which is like five hours away. and go to Memphis, which is two hours away. Or I can go to Little Rock, which is three hours away. But those are my choices. I can't. Jesus. Like, I can't. There's like not... Uh, there's. I'm not going to ask my partner. Hey, please drive me eight hours to Texas. No. It's not going to happen. I wouldn't even... Like I, like, I would get so tired. I wouldn't do that anyway. But so, if he, if he skips me this time, I'm just going to be like, Tor, I hate you. For not telling me that this was a requirement, because I would have totally gone to all my bookstores and been like, "This is this guy is great. I will buy six books." <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, hopefully I'll have news. I don't know when the tour date's going to be announced, but I mean you'll know because that noise you hear will either be me screeching in horror or <laughs> I mean and cheering. And I'll hear all the way here in England. Yes, you'll know. Okay, so uh, then speaking of torn, speaking of screeching. All right, we got actually got a question about that, which I guess we can answer now. Like multiple yeah. people were like, "What do you think of the tour situation?" <laughs> Everybody wants our opinion about this for some reason. Yeah. So I was I my opinion was loud and clear yesterday on Twitter. I spent the whole day yeah retweeting shit yesterday. I put up um, a Tumblr post that had more fucks in it than anything else I have ever written <laughs> in my life. Um, I'm going to wash your mouth out with soap, Anna. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, ooh, ooh. No. <laughs> I don't even know what that was. Anyway, yes. So I was so angry yesterday. So basically I woke up yesterday to that post, right? So for those who don't know, what happened was a month ago... Um, Irene Gallo, who is um, art director at Tor and um, associate publisher at Tor.com, uh, on her personal Facebook account, uh, was talking about a new book they were going to publish by the new um, essay collection by Cameron Harley. And she was saying something like, oh, this will make the puppies very sad. And one of her friends on Facebook just innocently... Little did she know <laughs> what would happen with her question. What the fuck are these puppies that you're talking about? And then Irene was just like, you know, those are a group of people that are, you know, from um, right wing to neo-Nazi, respectively, set puppies, rabbit puppies, who are uh, trolling the Hugo Awards because they don't like way things are because they think that the Hugo Awards are just for the social justice warriors to celebrate terrible fiction 
with diversity or something like this. I don't even understand what her, her answer was not inaccurate. No, her answer is completely true. And that died. Okay, I am friends with Irene Gallo on Facebook. I saw that conversation. That was nothing after that. And then last weekend, that was the Nebula Award weekend, which is the awards uh, given by the Science Fiction Writers of America uh, Association, which is an association that expelled the leader of the rabbit puppies a couple of weeks ago after he called one of his colleagues a half savage because she's a black person. So he had seen Irene's Facebook post back then. He sat on it for a month and then unleashed it into the world to his followers uh, right during the Nebula weekend. Uh, and then people just started harassing Irene on Facebook. And I saw that. I saw that. I saw people just like, what are you doing? And you are, this is a lie. You are, this is like, is that how you say libel or libel? Libel, yeah. This is, this is libel. Why are you saying those things? None of this is true. And we demand an apology. We demand your resignation. And it just kept going and going. And then I went to bed. <laughs> Little did you know by going to bed. <laughs> What you were to wake up to in the morning? I woke up. It was half, like half past six in the morning. And I was and Charles Charles Tan was like, "Did you see what happened on Total Conversation?" I said I saw what was happening on Facebook last night, and then I learned that Tom Doherty, uh, the publisher at Tor, had made a statement at Tor.com, basically apologizing on behalf of Irene, just throwing her under the bus to appease the puppies. And yeah, and then the internet exploded after that. And I was so angry when I, 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 I was reading that thing and I was like, huh, huh, wait a minute. This, this doesn't sound good, does it? <laughs> it was like, it was so early in the morning. I didn't have my coffee. And I was like, this doesn't sound okay to me. <laughs> and then, of course, it just dawned on me how terrible it was, the way that it was phrased, the way that it was framed, the fact that he chose to make an example out of Irene when other people at Tor, other employees at Tor, not only other authors that... Um, published with Thor, but other employees at the other editors who are quite high up within that company had been talking about the puppies non-stop for months and nothing was said about them. And then they chose to just throw this one person, this one woman, which I think is very important, who doesn't have as much social capital as the other people um, have within Tor under the bus to appease people who cannot be appeased. Plus, what she said was true. Yeah, and the thing is, right, so I woke up at half by six, and that post um, had um, a timeline. It said posted six hours ago. So they posted that, I think, very late in the evening, if I'm not yeah, mistaken. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Uh, well, I learned about it because uh, of Justin... Landon, who pointed me to it. 
I, I think they probably hoped, expected it to just go quietly. Yeah, well, I don't know. Like, because he gave, like, he gave to me, like, I want to say it was, it was definitely after six. I don't know oh, if that was actually true. Like, I feel like maybe, but I also feel like it was pointedly put there because most people, most normal people who are not assholes uh, are busy with, like, you know, family and sleeping at that time. People who are not, people who are, you know, will stay up till 2 a.m. harassing people on the internet are awake. It just feels really slimy. I can't, I can't speak to that, like, how do you pronounce his name? Tom, Tom Dodery? Dority? Dority? I I think so, yeah. Whatever, I can't speak to what his intentions were. I really, like, I just want to, want to know, like, did somebody advise him that this was a proper, like, (laughs) did a lawyer go, yeah, you should do that? Really, lawyer? I don't, I don't know. I don't have, I I don't don't know. know. Anyway, I think they probably, uh, corporate as covering, they had to do it because lawyers Well, they had to to do it because you don't have to, you don't have to name and shame your employees. No. You don't. It doesn't mean that it was well done, even if they had to do it, but it wasn't well done. It wasn't done properly. It wasn't done in a way that it's not shameful. It, it was just... It was terrible. The timing for me was really interesting. Because Vox, they sat on that for how long? A month? A month. He yes. sat on it until the Nebula weekend. What else happened this week? Uh, Can you think of anything else that happened this week that he might want to derail? Is, uh, Scalzi's? Mm-hmm. His, his stuff. Deal with Tor. Well, no. Scalzi's new stuff started coming out this week. Oh, Tuesday. yeah. That's true. I was just, ah. I was just like, so it's like, I feel like he had, there was multiple levels of, of desire here. He wanted to embarrass Tor. He wanted to overshadow the nebulas because people, you know, oh no, a black woman won twice and multiple women won and white liberals won. He just didn't want there to get a lot, be a, a lot of attention on these these winners because it's amazing. Um, then Scalzi's book comes out on Tuesday. That's three birds. That's three. Wow. Three wonderful things that you can derail because obviously you know you know if something like that happened, Phantom's going to come down on the person who's being victimized's side. Yeah. And he knows that. He it's not. He, he is many things. He's an, he, he's a terrible human being. But he's not completely An stupid when, no. when manipulating situations to his advantage. Wow. So that's where I have, I've just determined, like, he just wanted to, he wanted to embarrass Tor. He wanted to derail the Nebulas. And he wanted to take away some of the attention from Scouts' debut because everybody's too busy being mad at Tor. It, and it worked. Because I didn't see anybody talking about Scouts' book yesterday. It was all about this. And maybe that's, I mean, maybe that's not me. I'm just, like, trying to be, put myself in the mind of somebody who can't be understood. <laughs> a but mastermind. It just feels like the most, I don't know. it feels like the easiest answer to me. Like, I don't even, and now, of course, you know, at first it was, oh, we want her, we want her to apologize. That gets, the apology gets posted. Everybody's like, oh, that's a pro forma apology. It's not good enough. We want yeah. her to be fired. That's just, like, that's just a side benefit. Who did see that coming? Of course, like, every. Anybody could have seen this coming. I just don't understand how uh, Tor didn't. Well, it just seems very people didn't think things through. And I think that the post was was written quite 
um badly it was really bad yes well no that was one there was a there was a paragraph that didn't end there was no period at the end of the paragraph like where was the editing of this post (laughs) do you know what i mean (laughs) it's like the third paragraph that says there's no period what is happening here (laughs) so you, you i don't know and i think so what do you think of the fact that they left comments open I read all 400. I cannot believe you waited those comments, Anna. What? I read, I read all of them, and I'm still reading all of them. And I think, I think, I have a theory about that as well. Why they left it open? Because by leaving the comments open, first of all, the puppies or the puppies or whatever, however you want to say them, they come, they came, and they just left and they showed their asses because. The comments are ridiculous. They are laughable. And John C. Wright's comment about homophobia, how I am not a homophobe. Those perverts, I love them. It's just, it's beautiful and it's... I don't think, I'm sorry, I just don't think that whoever decided to leave those comments open Yeah, but we also, but there's there's a lot of support for Irene Gallo there. I don't think that, sh- that, I don't, nobody should be, nobody, if I have a job, and I fuck it, fuck it up somehow, and I have to, I have to go, and I have to have a coaching session, nobody else has the right to fucking comment on that. It's a private employee shit. Yeah. And the fact that they left that open, that so people could comment on it. Yeah. Is not, it's not just childish, it's just unprofessional. It's just so unprofessional some- for a company to do that. Somebody really fucked up on that. I have watched male tour employees be cruel and abusive and manipulative on social media for years with no re like no there's no consequences for them. Yeah. But it's this woman who gets used as an example. Yeah. It's it's just So congratulations to Vox Day for succeeding in undermining Tour's credibility. And professionalism, because I'm pretty sure that's what he wanted to begin with. Yeah. And he succeeded. He got exactly what he wanted. Is low class. Tor walked right into that that trap. trap. It was just yeah. I'm kind of like I'm almost impressed. I am almost impressed as well. I'm just really pissed that he used Irene Gallo to do it. Yeah. She was just a tool. Her role in this was just to be an object. So not only is the sexism rampant in the situation. She was also used as a thing yeah. to, ac- to accomplish his goals. Yeah, it's disgusting. And a lot of people are like, well, I'm never going to buy tour books again. Well, you know, the author's... It's not the author's fault here, guys. No. It's really not. If I mean, if you can't... I mean, if that's where you want to draw the line, I mean, okay. But really, what's happening there is you're hurting the authors, not tour. Yes. Like, somebody was like, I just... I can't in good... Good. Someone told me on Twitter, I can't get conscious support a publisher that's a homophobe. And I'm like, what? What? I'm confused. So you're going to pub- you're going to punish the authors who are under tour who have no control over this situation or what their parent company does. All right. Well, more power. I mean, I guess that's where you gotta draw a line. It's where you gotta draw a line. But I don't understand it. Yeah, there are other authors at tour that actually do write diverse. LGBT 
um, books as well. So you are hurting you know, them. As well. You know what would yeah. be more effective? Find the people who are being dicks and don't buy their work. That would help yes. out a lot. So, But I expect nobody's buying. I don't know. I don't know who buys their shit. I tried to read one of the stories in the Hugo Ballads and then I quit. You tried to read? I tried to read a John C. Wright story. It's just the appeal was there because I will take a look at this and see what what it's all about. This is this is my head thinking, right? So, but it was just so bad. It, uh, no. You sound so sad. Uh, I, yeah. I just don't understand sometimes how the world... I'm, I'm, I think I'm, maybe I'm too naive. Maybe. I don't know. Let's stay I naive together, Anna. Let's. Idolistic let's. and hopeful. And, yes. and optimistic. Let's do it. Yes. Bring your happy hour. Maybe we should just stop this subject now and move on to something else. Yeah, we have other questions and I'm, I guess people probably want us to answer yes okay so what else do we have what's the flight velocity of a coconut laden swallow <laughs> we had that question asked. yes by yes. bookish die yeah african or european so also i have a rant about this type of question people mostly men used to <laughs> use this question to fake geek girl me it really drives me crazy this quite these type of questions <laughs> <laughs> so I see it and I was just like I immediately like had flashbacks to college I was just like oh god I gotta, I gotta walk away it's <laughs> <laughs> velocity of coconut laden swallow yes I have no idea uh, so like this on. person is now this person have you not seen that movie no you haven't seen wait you haven't seen what? this movie what movie what movie hold on what movie uh Monty Python and the Holy Grail I have seen that movie it's like a thousand yeah, like, there's a whole thing about it in the very beginning, and then at the very end of the movie, they're trying to cross a bridge, and yeah. there's, like, an old guy, like, blocking the bridge, and so yeah. he asks them, he's like, what's what's the air speed velocity of an unladen swallow? And so King Arthur goes, African or European? And the, the, the guard guy gets shot off into the air, because he's like, I don't know. Oh! It's like a lot, it's like a long running gag to this movie. Oh, I feel stupid. <laughs> I was actually trying to calculate. <laughs> I feel like I should get like five pop culture points for knowing this. <laughs> you don't understand, I, like, I got this question because... Apparently, around that time, there was, like, a revival of Monty Python humor around in my general area, in my friend group. So, all the men I knew were, like, watching this movie and be like, this is so hilarious. I find Monty Python and the Holy Grail <laughs> sort of funny, but also, like, on a, like, way too almost, like, triggery for me because of the style of comedy. So, it's hitting my embarrassment squick really hard, so I can't really watch a lot of it. But so <laughs> many times dudes, dudes would use this question to, like, trick me. Be like, ha, 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 you're not a real, like, fantasy comedy fan. And I'm just like... So finally, oh, I just... Up, I, like, watched the movie three times in a row until I learned all the references. Oh, my Just so God. I would stop getting, like, pinged at parties. That's embarrassing to admit. Oh, well. But, like... but at least now you know. And then now <laughs> you are the pop culture queen of this episode. Yes, I went and to And I failed. I failed. 
the pop culture exercise in this. And so our roles have been inverted. Well done. Excellent. Yay for me. I win. <laughs> I'm excellent. Points. Okay. 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 Moving on. <laughs> Next question. Uh, so Jonah Sutton Moore Morse asked, what's a book idea you wish could be updated because something didn't work for you? I'm going to be an honest admit I don't understand this question. Maybe you can explain it to me. A book that you like, well, this, this is how I understood it. A book that you didn't like that much, but if something was changed, it would work for you better. Or a movie or... So, for example, like I said, when we watched um, Bill and Ted, if there were girls... Yes. Wilma, In fact, that's, that should be, that should be, that's our answer, right? All the... Wilma, Wilma and Tadina. <laughs> <laughs> you know, both sex and I mean, no, it would, have still been, it would have still been terrible. But, yes, that's what, that would be my answer. Like, all the... All the... TV shows that I watch that are like dude heavy. Let's make make everyone women or non-binary people, and I would definitely be on board. Yeah, I can I can think of any examples um, straight away from the top of my head. Why do you have to ask such hard questions, Jonah? What the hell? <laughs> I thought you were our friend. This is supposed to be our easy episode. We don't do a lot of work. <laughs> oh my god. Um... I'll be honest and say I don't know. Usually for me with books is um, if I don't like them, I just forget about them. Right? Yeah. I mean, so... I sometimes do that where I where I'll like not like a thing, but then I just generally go write some fanfic about it. Oh uh, no! I just I don't. Uh, even... Yeah. Uh, okay. I could I could think, I could talk about Team Wolf and how all the things Jeff Davis has done over the last few years have made me super angry, and I just want to fix all of them. Like. So many of the character deaths, which I will not spoil here, but there's a lot of character deaths that make me really unhappy, and I would change them, and it would make everything awesome. Oh, but about Supernatural as well? I stopped yeah. watching Supernatural. You know, if I could change one thing about Supernatural, I would cancel it. <laughs> it's been going for so long. I'm just, oh god, somebody let these poor men go so they can go make a better television show somewhere <laughs> else, doing something. They... They will never stop. Like, oh, we're too busy killing off ladies and queer baiting our viewers. Ugh. Ugh, Supernatural. God, you're the worst. <laughs> I stopped watching that a long time ago. I, yeah. I quit, and then Ira lured me back somehow. I still don't know how they did it. I'm really confused. Like, I feel like I got whammied somehow. Mine whammied. <laughs> I blame Misha Collins, really, because... He's why I went back, I think. Misha Collins is why I went back. But then uh, I got to the end, but then we got to the end of season nine. Both of us, Ira and me, because we were watching it together. And we were just, when we figured out what was going to happen in season nine, we were both like, fuck. And then we quit. We both quit because we just got to, it was too much. It was too much ridiculousness, too much, just really a lot of like super amounts of disrespect from that show and that the show's writers. Who can't no. write? How are these people getting jobs? I can do better than this. Well, there's some, they're doing something right. I don't know. Well, it's, it, I don't know. The, I don't know if they're actually the, doing something the, right. The, it, well, they must be. Because I think it's more like the renaissance of Supernatural is because it's so long now 
that because it got popular on Tumblr, he, people who are dis- people who are discovering it, and they can go back so far and get invested. There's ten seasons of this nightmare show, <laughs> so it's so easy just to go back and start at the beginning and get super into it, and then you're just hooked. You're just you're stuck. It's yeah. Sto- it's well, the, the first three, syndrome. I re- I really enjoyed the first three seasons. I thought the relationships were super well done. I always loved Dean and what's his face? Sam. Sam. Yep. I can uh, tell you love them a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> Convincing. It's been a while. It's been seven years. <laughs> so. So. Well, Jonah, I don't think that answered your question, but at least you got to hear us write about Supernatural. Yeah. Well done. Congratulations. <laughs> okay. Next question. Okay, we have another one from Run Along. Run Along. Run Along yes. Womble? Yes. Who is your off time favorite book character and why? Oh, whoops. This is too hard to do. This is Everybody too hard. Everybody wants one is really hard. Answer. Okay. Oh, Jesus Christ, guys. I don't know. Can I pick a couple? Yeah. You can. We're gonna bre- we're gonna break the rule because this is a hard question <laughs> to narrow okay. it down. You want us to narrow, narrow down like thirty years of? Okay, there are far too many books that I have loved and far too many characters that I have loved. So, right. with that caveat, uh, one of my favorite series of all time is the Queen's Thief series by uh, Megan Whalen Turner, and I love the main character of the series. Um, Eugenides and he's amazing and I actually really highly recommend that series I know that you tried to read them right I I tried to read the first one and I was just like this is terrible and I was warned you are terrible this is the end goodbye (laughs) (laughs) you're fired (laughs) you're quitting and firing me god (laughs) okay I just thought it was boring as shit and I was warned about this. I was warned that the thief was probably not going to meet my expectations. And I, I was told, I was told so to go and read the next one, right? Yes. But when I went to go get the next one, it was missing at the library. <gasps> it's, since... because some, it's because someone loves that book so much, they kept it. That should tell you something. So I'm not, I'm going to give it a try. And somebody told me, like, after. I read all the books in the series. If I went back and read The Thief, I would appreciate it a lot more. And I'm just like, is this like a, is this like another situation, like the Expanse thing, where the first book is just like not good, <laughs> and, and the, the whole series makes you appreciate the first book a lot more? Because if it is, okay, that's fair. But I really wish it was somebody had been like, no, I don't, I don't think you're gonna. There is no, I don't think you're gonna appreciate the first book a lot more if you like the the second, the third, and the fourth. No. That might happen within because they are so different. Because uh, the narrative mode changes uh, from first to third, and it from the first book is from his perspective. The the second book it's it's um, omniscient narrator, so it's kind of it's it changes so much. It changes so much. I think I think you might like the second one. Plus, it, the, the female characters are amazing. I guess I'm gonna find out. Series. I promised. I promised that I would at least read the second one. So yeah. But that said, I love the thief. <laughs> I love that book so much, so so much. 
And I'm going to say now another favorite character uh, would be Harriet Vane from the Dorothy L. Sayers uh, series uh, of Lord Peter Winsey um, mysteries. I love them as well. Uh, Gordy Knight is probably one of my favorite books of all time. Have you ever read any of those? No. I'm racking the points today, aren't I? <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah, well, you ha we have to go back to the usual balance, don't we? <laughs> Since we, you just won I, I, so I, many I, points with the Monty Python thing. I hate Monty Python. Oh, no, did I just say that? I did. You did, you did. Oh. I'm leaving it. I'm leaving it. <laughs> so much hate in it. <laughs> and not to me, for once. <laughs> I just don't get the humor. It's so British. I love British people. But you but don't like their humor? Sometimes it confuses me. No, I'm also often very, <laughs> very, very confused by, by British humor. I'm just like, uh, one of my friends tried to get me into some show with Stephen Fry and Hugh Laurie. I don't know what this is called. Anymore. Oh, um, some what's the one? Jeeves and... Yeah, Jeeves and Peeves. Oh, Jeeves and something Peeves. Some, no, it's like a W, <laughs> isn't it? Uh, I don't know. Well, whatever it is, they tried yes. to get me into it, and I, I was just like, I don't understand why this is funny. I don't understand why this is funny at all. I don't get it. I don't get it. I felt stupid. But I assume that people outside the U.S. feel the same way about our comedy. Chiefs and Worcester. Oh, okay. Well, whatever that is, I tried. I was just like, I don't understand. <laughs> and um, also, I find that British comedy also uh, hits my embarrassment squick way harder than oh, anything yeah. else in the world. Yeah, really badly. I'm just like, yeah. oh, I'm embarrassed. I have to leave the room now. <laughs> like, I will just leave the television and stuff on and get up and leave the room. That's how uncomfortable and, like, anxious I feel sometimes with British comedy. So, okay, well, I what don't... What favorite characters? I, I don't... This is hard, because book characters. Favorite book characters. I don't read enough books, guys. <laughs> you read a lot of books. I don't read that many books. I read more... I read, fan, I read a lot of fanfic. What about um, Brack from Ancillary Justice? Would they be your favorite character? No. Mm. I'm just too picky. I'm just too picky, that's what all. About the what about the characters from The Expanse? That would be a good answer. Thank you very much, yeah. No problem. Yes. Avasarala from The Expanse? Yes. Everybody, everybody should read these books. Although, the more I try to get people to read them, they're like, this is boring, Renee. <laughs> I'm, just like, I'm sorry, I don't know what to tell you. I'm just going to be alone in my love of space opera forever, I guess. It's fine. I'll live with it. What if I try to read those books and you try to read... You have read those books. You read the first two. You actually rated not. Caliban's War really low. I have not. Yes, you, they're but... on your Goodreads. Uh, because they are Thea's books. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I have then not you, got into, you got into distinguish better on Goodreads. <laughs> oh, it's a book smuggler's account, though. We you are should, You should put your initial at the bottom of the review. We are too. Because I, two. me and Thea have, our tastes are like, her tastes are like on Earth, and mine are on Pluto. That's <laughs> how that's working. <laughs> so our tastes are so, like, they're diametrically opposed. Uh, another character I like that nobody, like, there's that nobody's going to know, but I'm going to say it anyway, it is the horse from uh, Rainbow Bride and the Star Stealer. Sassy robot horse. Okay. Have you seen this movie, Rainbow Broad and the Star Stealer? 
I uh, I can't say I have. No, I don't think I even have. Uh, heard write that down on the list. I'm gonna make you watch this terrible, terrible cartoon from the '80s. Oh no, it's gonna be great. Oh shit! So what? What? What was it? The other thing that we said we were gonna watch? Definitely. I said I'm writing right now. I don't know where I wrote that down. I don't remember now. Maybe well, maybe it'll come to us. Yes. Hopefully. So do we have any more questions? Yes, we actually do. We do. Have, we have a lot more questions. Oh, wow. Okay, so... So, um, so on Tumblr, Anonymous asked us, what are your five... top five Matt Damon films? And they asked it of me, unless you also like Matt Damon. Do, do I, I, I think I do. Yes, I believe I might like... I would say Dogma. Yes, that would be on my list. So we share one. Yeah, yeah. Um, what's the one? Uh, the uh, all the, the Born movies, all of them that he was in. Oh yeah, yeah. I love the Born movies. I, I love, love the Born movies. They're as so well. good. So good. I like them. Well, I'm really them. like. I'm really. I think that there's supposed to be another one. No, is that? Well. Seen Jeremy Renner now, the new board? I don't think so. I'm pretty sure, like, that I heard somewhere that Matt Damon might be coming back to the franchise. I don't know. Uh, Good Will Hunting? Yes, also good. Of course. What else was he in? That's a good question. (laughs) Oh, 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 the. He was in one of the Ocean movies. He was in all of them, but the, the. The first one? The first one. Him in the first one. I really Ocean's like. Eleven. Ocean's Was Eleven. It? Yeah. Oh. And um, Titan A.E. Which one? Titan A.E. He did the voice. Oh. Of one of the characters in Titan A.E. Okay. You didn't. Have you not seen Titan uh, A.E.? No. Writing that down too. Oh, uh, uh, uh. My childhood, Anna. Oh, he was in Contagion. I liked Contagion. Yeah. I think I mostly know him for. And I guess he's going to be in The Martian soon, which I'm going to love The Martian, so I'm going to have to probably like claim that now. I already know I'm going to love The Martian, because number one, space. Number two, Sebastian Stan. So, <laughs> people, people are apparently taking my excitement for The Martian, the movie, as a recommendation from the book. And, and it's not? And I haven't, I've read a chapter of the book, and it's okay. I guess it's fine. But I'm excited about the movie because, you know, space and Sebastian Stan. So, I feel really... Nervous when people are taking this recommendation as like as a recommendation from the book because I haven't read it <laughs> and I feel guilty. I'm like, well, if you like it, I'll accept it. But if you hate it, I'm gonna come out and be like, I didn't recommend that to you. I recommended the movie. <laughs> <laughs> it hasn't happened yet, but I suspect it will. I don't really care either way, so I don't know. I'll probably watch it. And what about the Sarah Silverman video? Do we like that with Matt Damon? Yes, that's pretty funny. I am fucking Matt Damon. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Anyway, yes. <laughs> so those are the five things that we like with Matt Damon. So anonymous person, I hope this answers your question. <laughs> we do actually like Matt Damon a lot. Like, oh, I like Matt Damon a lot more than I thought I did. Yes, actually, I'm going to have to watch Dogma again because I, I watched the movie so many times when it first came out. And I haven't watched it in years. I wonder whether we will still love it. Maybe. Who knows? Let us know if you you do rewatch it. Okay. Another question from Anonymous. 
What's your favorite piece of female-focused media this year? Uh, Agent Carter. Agent Carter? Yeah, probably. Mad Max. Yeah, Mad Max is probably mine, too. For so far. Yes. I I retain the right to change this this answer at any time <laughs> in the next week. Because there's so well, much stuff. so far. No, so far, definitely. Definitely yeah. Agent Carter. Yeah, and Mad Max, which I watched last week. I watched it on Saturday, and... You know, I had no interest in that movie whatsoever. I never watched the first uh, Mad Max movies. Me neither. I haven't uh, seen any of them, so... Nev- no, because I'm not very much... I love action movies, but I'm not into the post-apocalyptic shit, okay? Unless it's the apocalypse happening right now. Kind of like those disaster movies. I right. love those. Anyway, but the post-apocalyptic terrible... That's I doesn't appeal to me. Didn't watch the first movies, even though I was like um, a fan of Mel Gibson back in the day when he was not a raging um, person, terrible person. <laughs> well, he was always a terrible person. I just didn't know. Yeah, you've but learned anyway. everything. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so fuck, man. Anyway, yes, and I had no intention of watching the new Mad Max. Well, we convinced you, didn't we? We did convince me because, you know, everybody's saying this is an amazing movie. And I went and watched it and I sat there and I was like, do my eyes deceive me? Am I really watching what I'm watching right now? Yes, you are. Is is this really Furiosa's story and Mad Max is like a secondary character Yep. that doesn't do anything? And it's her story, it's her playing the role that in any other case it would have been his. Yes, that's what I saw. It was amazing. And you know what? I kind of liked Tom Hardy in that. He looked really pretty. (laughs) You know what? Although people keep putting stuff over his face. Why? Yeah, I know, right? Stop putting masks over his mouth, (laughs) movie makers. But, you know, yes. So, I loved it. I agree. So, That's mine, too. So far this year. Yeah. Furiosa was amazing. Well, all of the girls were amazing. But Furiosa, that... Well, it how- had to be her, right? Because it's a totally different story, isn't it? Yes. That if the wives came first, if they were the an integral part of the, the plot, it's a totally different story of a man stealing them versus a woman. Yeah. So it had like it had like it had to be her story. Yes. I love them. I need to watch it again. I need to watch it again because I didn't understand the names. Okay? The names are really hard, yeah. They're so hard. I need to watch it again with subtitles. Basically. When My theater actually sometimes does days where they actually run movies with subtitles. My theater here. I should look for those actually because they're really, they're really yeah. handy. I really like them. Like, I will, some, yeah. it's hard for me, because with some movies, like, I don't want to be spoiled, and I know the internet and Twitter will spoil me, so I go, like, the, the weekend of, but sometimes I'm just like, eh, I want to be able to understand what's going on, so I'll, because the explosions and the loudness of the speakers yes. make it hard for me to parse some audio sometimes. Yes. So I, they don't do it for everything, but some things I do, and it's really convenient. Uh, the, oh, Jesus Christ. The next question is from uh, Volatile Sublime on Twitter. 
Uh, Renee, when did you realize your deep and passionate feelings for Steve Rogers? <laughs> <laughs> well, she told me she was going to do it. <laughs> when did you, Renee? Captain America, the first Avenger. When Steve is ugly crying in the bar after Bucky falls. And I'm talking about ugly crying. Like, guys, don't get to cry like that in movies. Like, that Aww. doesn't happen, right? I was just like, Steve! Steve, what? Steve! And that's where it started. And it's, I've just gone down a spiral of Steve Rogers' feelings since then. It just gets worse and worse. So, I guess, I mean, there's worse things to be known for. I have a lot of feelings about Steve, Stephen G. Rogers. I guess there's worse, I mean, I could just be on my tombstone when I die. I had a lot of feelings about Steve Rogers. <laughs> Good Amazing. legacy, excellent. <laughs> I don't think your I don't think your Steve feelings are as strong as mine. I have no sorry. I have no Steve feelings. <laughs> the shame, the shame. <laughs> I do apologize. Uh, Charles asked us like eighteen zillion questions. <laughs> he did. He really did. He asked us like. He's like he. So his first one was, "What do you think of TV adaptations of?" Game of Thrones, Outlander, The Expanse, Seeker. I'm never watching Game of Thrones. Fuck those guys. <laughs> I'm not going to watch Outlander because I'm still angry at Diana, Diana Galbadon, I guess is her name, because of her ridiculous thoughts on fanfic. The Expanse isn't out yet. I like it and I want to think something of it, but I haven't seen it yet. Thanks for reminding me that it's not from until December, Charles. It's a lot. And I don't know what The Seeker is. I have no idea what The Seeker is either. I have... I haven't read the Expanse book, so I don't know. And I haven't watched the TV show yet, of course. It's not out. You can't. Yes. So, uh, I I watch Game of Thrones, or at least I have watched uh, up until this season. I haven't started watching this season yet. I'm not sure whether I will. But I I like the show, have serious problems with it. I haven't read the book, so I don't know in terms of adaptation, whether it works or not. So I don't know. For Outlander, okay, so I have more feelings about Outlander. This series should be renamed The Rape Chronicles. <laughs> I read the first book. I loved a lot of things about it, but the ending was kind of disgusting and I never continued. And then I heard... Uh, especially after I heard and read other reviews saying how there is at least one rape per book. It's like, kind of like a requirement for those stories to exist. Well, I'm really glad she pissed me off, so I didn't, do, I didn't go there. Yeah, no, seriously, Renee, at the end of book one, the main character gets raped. We're about raped. to spoil this book, I guess. Sorry, yes. So the main character gets raped, the guy, he gets raped. And then, of course, he experiences it's very traumatic. And then she... His wife in the book cures him by raping him again. So she has to pretend that she is kind of attacking him so that he can have sex again because she needs to get through to him by pretending to be raping him again. It's just, and this is not the first time I read this kind of thing. I also read a romance novel years ago that has the same plot that the woman has been raped and then the guy rapes, rapes her again. So that he can cure her of her trauma of being raped. And I'm like... Ah! Well, this is... A, we've used that word way too many times. And now I'm feeling extremely anxious. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Shit. 
Well, I thought. Um, so, and I'm, I'm not going to watch the TV show. Yeah, no, I'm either. cured of ever wanting to have anything to do with this series at all. Yes, Thank you. Basically, that's it. I think we let Charles down. I think he wanted a better answer than that. Oh, well. <laughs> Sorry, Charles. Sorry. So, uh, his next one was, what does Renee think of Mass Effect? And what video games does Anna play slash enjoy? This is going to be hilarious. Yes, because my answer is zero. You don't play anything on your phone? No. That's really strange. Why? I just thought like, I just thought everybody put games on their phone. I thought that was a thing I now. I don't play any games I on need, my phone. I need you to go down to this game called Cow Evolution immediately. The only play, the only game I play on my phone is let me see what I can do to... Let's see what's happening on Twitter. That's my game. No, I, Anna, I really need you to go down <laughs> download this game called Cow Evolution. It's a cow Evolution. Cow Evolution. I need you to... I need like, you, like cow, like move. Yes, I need you to do it. Why? I can't tell you why. No. God damn it. <laughs> like what? Like what if I told you you just download it and play it for like an hour and then delete it forever? <laughs> well, you don't understand. I have a highly addictive personality. I know. This is why I want you to download it. <laughs> no. No. It's so no, terrible. I I cannot let myself be dragged into the world of gaming because then no one will ever hear of me ever again. I just know it. Oh, jeez. That's too bad. Well, there. okay. Well, Mass Effect, which I think you would really like. Unfortunately, you don't play games. Mass Effect is one of the one of the greatest games I've played since I played Final Fantasy uh, X2. That's the one that we talked about when we reviewed um, The Long Way to a Small Angry Planet, yep. right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Mass Effect is, you can look it up, it's about Commander Shepard and saving the galaxy and how nobody ever listens to her when she says that there's aliens coming to destroy the Earth. And she has like a ragtag team of aliens and they're defending everybody and it's great. I highly recommend it if you like video games. It's often cheap these days, like they're often doing sales for it. I'm really bad at games in general (laughs) that aren't like, take turns (laughs) to play out your shit. Um, but this game, I basically watched Zach play it, and I played with him, and we solved the puzzles together, and I did a lot, I did a lot of the dialogue stuff, and yeah, it's like, it was basically the greatest game I had played since Final Fantasy X2, like, entertainment-wise. I also really like Tomb Raider, but Tomb Raider, um, doesn't stand up, because Tomb Raider is, like, really short, so I have to take off points, but Mass Effect is great. It's a okay. science fiction romance. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> I almost had you. I almost had you. No, no. Okay, let's see. Uh, next question from Charles. What do you think of piracy? Like, high seas piracy? Or... Uh... <laughs> I doubt that that's what he's saying. He didn't specify. <laughs> I take the plea. I plead the same. No. Uh, <laughs> I don't think that's what that's for. In fact, and also you're not you're not from the U.S. You can't take it. I will take it. I take the plea. I take the plea. <laughs> you can't even take it. So see, you might as well answer if you can't the even fifth, take. The fifth. I plead the fifth. Yes. No, I'm not answering that question. What do I think of piracy? Well, I think if you're taking an 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 artist's livelihood out from under them, then that's not good. No, it's terrible. I remember the good old days of Napster. Ah. Uh-huh. Don't we all? In Brazil. Here's the things I used to do. I used to download shit tons of music. But here's the thing. 
about musical that I used to download. It wasn't it wasn't like top fifty pop music at all. It was like fucking jazz music. <laughs> Mine was fifties and sixties songs. I was just like it was like music that I couldn't find anywhere. Yes, and exactly. I couldn't afford it. And I was just like, oh. yeah. and one of the no- most notable downloads I ever I ever downloaded was a like the theme song from Fraggle Rock. Yeah. Everybody's like listening going, what the fuck is Fraggle Rock? What the fuck well, is? once you Google it and listen to that song, you will know why I legally downloaded that song. It is great. I downloaded like a bunch of like songs from like cartoons. Like the Care Bear like Care Bear songs from the Care Bear movies. Oh yeah, I used to to download those as well. Oh, like, songs, yeah. Yeah, it was really bad. Like okay. I, I could have been downloading movies and shit. Like no Mm-mm. No, instead I'm going to go and download, you know, <laughs> random <laughs> movies like Mother Goose's Rock and Rhyme. That's a movie I downloaded once. <laughs> Do you know what that is? That movie, Mother Goose's Rock and Rhyme? No, I don't. Oh, boy. You should go look that up. You're going to be delighted or horrified, whatever. So you're taking the fifth, and I've embarrassed myself thoroughly. So let's move on. <laughs> Have you watched Kung Fury? What is your reaction to Renee's lack of 80s pop cultural references? Anna, this is your question. This is my... I have no idea what Kung Fury is or was until I asked him on Twitter and he sent me the The video. video. I have not watched it. Oops. So I watched it tonight. I forgot. (laughs) I couldn't. I couldn't. I was... I hit play and it was like immediate, like, I'm embarrassed. I have to leave. (laughs) <laughs> your rea- I think he knows what your reaction is to my lag of pop cultural reference like my knowledge of pop cultural reference I think he knows he's just wanting you to like expound on how embarrassed you are to know me <laughs> I this is not true though it's you know you have explained the reasons why you have not had those available and you know so slowly I'll get you there <laughs> Slowly, you'll accept me into all the references. No, yeah. That's that's what's going to happen. This is the purpose. This is the sole purpose of this podcast. I really feel like this last question is a great <laughs> one to like, because we always we always end up here. We always end up back at this place. Oh, this is a Hugo Award question. What do you think of the Hugo Awards? Charles, could you have made these even more, any more vague? <laughs> what like, do I think had... of the Hugo Awards? What? We have a whole episode just for the Hugo Awards. I think of the Hugo Awards, like, I didn't ever think I would get tired of talking about them. I never thought I would be so fatigued about the Hugo Awards that I would just want them to be launched and directly into the sun and destroyed forever. But that's where, I, I, that's where I'm every at. Day, every day, I go to File 770 and I read every single link. And why? <laughs> think of what you could be doing with that time. Like... <laughs> Play Mass Effect. I the... I mean... No, no, I still, <laughs> I'm still, I'm still reading everything I can about it. I'm, I'm taking a lot of. It's, it's been joyful to read the reviews of the words nominated, because it's been great. It's been very formative and uh, interesting to hear to read the reviews. But yeah, I'm still, um, I booked my tickets to New York for our meeting in We should have August. like a, you're going to watch it, right? We should, 
have... And I will, I will watch with Thay alive. We oh. should have, we should have a chat, a group chat. Yeah, we should. Totally <laughs> on, we do should that. put one. Up, we should open one up on Slack. Yes. <laughs> so you can watch it live with her, and then we can be yeah. on Slack together and just. <laughs> I I, just... Yeah, nothing but caps lock for two hours. Uh, yeah. I'm so I... curious about how that ceremony is going to go. I want to see the stats. As soon as I can. As soon as you can. I don't know how long does it take to get up after the... I think they, like, post them immediately, right? I think it's immediately, yeah. Oh, God. Can you... <laughs> can you imagine? Can you... Oh, I can't even... I can't even predict what the reaction's gonna be when we get the, the stats. I know I'm probably I... going to scream in agony because Station Eleven is not... is gonna be somewhere. Not where it should be. Well, uh... Not to be self-serving, but completely being self-serving. I want to see what where the book smugglers is there. Oh, I see how that would be a realistic desire to know where you are, yeah. <laughs> to know how to know how much the the set that be screwed you over, if at all. Yeah, I'm really curious about that. I'm very curious of whether any of my authors almost got there as well. I will be devastated. I on their behalf. Uh, somebody was uh, talking to me I... about somebody was talking to me about the Hugos and how we're going to handle because whatever happens at the business meeting, whatever if they even choose to vote in a fix for nominations, it won't take effect until two years, right? Yeah, I think two thousand seventeen at least it, because it needs to be re uh, revoted at the next one. Yeah, the next one, and then it's not going to be enforced until the other one. They can just do this all over again. Like somebody was talking about how it was going to be, it's going to be over soon. It's going to be resolved. Well, I'm like, no, because they're going to do this again next year. It's going to be yes, the same thing. Yes, they they already started slate four. As my hope is that the authors that got involved with that or who had who, who are dragged into that though that slate, they will have seen what happens this year and they will want to be have no part with it. I don't oh, know. I don't know if that's even going to happen. Yeah, and I was talking to um, the G, and he was talking about how he wasn't going to do like a, a anything that looked like a slate. They were going to do a long list of things. Yeah. Instead of doing like five things. And I'm pretty sure that's the route I'm going to go to as well. I'm either going to list like three things on a, like some, some categories I just don't have a lot of nominations in. No, yeah. But I'm no longer going to put four, only four or five things in when I when I talk about my nominations, I'm all, it's either going to be three or it's going to be seven or more, because I don't even want anything that I'm supposed to look like a slate. Yeah, I'm so nervous about slates now. I'm like, nope, not happening. But more important than that, I really think than anything, it's just reminding people that next year they should nominate. Absolutely, it's a voting thing. It's a like a. It's important. Yeah, because if you people care are gonna about forget. it, yeah. Because it's not, like there's going to be more drama after the awards are given. Everybody's going to be mad. Everybody's going to be mad. It doesn't, mean what, it doesn't even matter what side you're on. Everybody's going to be mad. Yes. Then everybody's going to forget that it happened, and they were so mad. So December's going to you know roll around, and people are going to be like, oh, that I don't really care anymore. Eh. Well, you don't gonna, you're not going to care anymore. Guess what? They're going to do again. They're going to log roll your it's awards be, again. Yeah. yeah. And then you're going to spend another year being mad. Being mad and so, listening to everybody talk about it. So nominate shit. Yes, please. Have you voted yet, Renee? No, because I haven't read the three-body problem. Uh, I keep okay. opening it and going, uh, I should read this. I'm really bored. <laughs> <laughs> Probably I'm just going to read it and then make Ira explain it to me. You liked it a lot, though, right? 
I loved it. I'm doing Not... I'm going through a weird thing where like I have these books and I'm excited about them, but then my brain is like, yeah, you don't want to read. You just want to sit here and bed. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like where you have yes, books you want to read, but you're yes. terrified. Like it's like you're terrified to read them because you're afraid they're gonna let you down or something. Yes. I know exactly what you mean. Court of Fives is sitting on my my mantle, and it's my next book. And I need to pick it up and read it, but I'm terrified to pick it up and read it. Because <laughs> what, what happens if I don't love it? Well, because I really want to love it, but what I happens know. if I don't? And there are so many of those coming the second half of this year. There's there's a sequel to The Three-Body Problem. There's uh, the, the new book, the Max Gladstone series. Uh, there's Court of Fives. There's the fifth season. There's there's a lot more. There's a lot of books coming from authors that are loving new Erin Bow, new. Um, That's something AJ. we should do. That's something we should do. Like should in do a future more. episode, we should just talk about things that are coming out that we're excited about. I oh, did a post yeah. about it, so we could. I could definitely find some more books to talk about. Yes, excellent. Let's do it. Sweet. So that's all the questions that we have from people. I think. I think it's all the questions we have. Yeah. I I have a question for you. Oh. Okay, so uh, <laughs> did you listen to the latest episode of A Galactic Suburbia? I'm behind on their episodes because they're so long. I usually run about it. I usually run about an episode behind on Galactic okay. Suburbia. The latest episode is is a special episode. It's them talking about feminism one on one and suggesting things to be read, watched, etc. Sweet. And the it's an amazing episode. It's, uh, it's full of recommendations, very interesting stuff, things that I haven't heard about uh, before, and I plan to check out. But the the, pre- the 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 whole thing started because one of their listeners, a guy, um, emailed or contacted them to ask for their help because he has a sixteen-year-old girl, and she, uh, I. If I remember correctly, she was asked at school whether she was a feminist and it sounded to her like it was something negative and she didn't know how to answer and she asked her dad and her dad then is asking Galactic Suburbia um, to help her realizing that feminism doesn't have to be a bad thing. And that made me think because I, I understand that because growing up in brazil being a feminist was a bad thing it was was something that was not good the word has a very negative connotation i didn't even hear that i didn't even hear that word until college which shows you how the area i grew up in we didn't even have the concept to be negative about right okay so this is this was this was going to be my question when did you first start thinking of yourself as a feminist. When I met my friend KJ, actually. We had KJ on the podcast to talk about Age of Ultron. And I met KJ yeah. back in 2006. And she was she was a feminist. And I learned... She's basically my feminist mentor. Like, if you want to know where I started, it's it was her. Because she's the one that opened me up to, like, the con- like to a lot of the concepts and the basics. She introduced me a lot to a lot of blogs I started reading back then. I was reading uh, Shakespeare a lot back then. I started... Yeah. And uh, that's where it began. So it was 2006. I don't think I was, I wasn't like un, I was like non-feminist. I wasn't like outright misogynistic before that. But I was also not really. I didn't. I didn't get the terminology. I wasn't really. I didn't think about it. I didn't. I didn't think about it as a system, right? I think once you realize, once you start seeing systems, 
um, yeah. in society, you the terms and become a lot more useful. Yes. But, like, before that, I wasn't... I mean, I went through a lot of the crap, right? As a kid. As a girl. But I didn't really have the concepts for it. I just knew, like, what I felt. And, like, what I felt was some of this bullshit I'm putting up with from my male friends is a, a crock of shit. <laughs> I just didn't have the terms for it. So I wasn't, like, anti-feminist. I just didn't have the terms. But when I started to actually become a feminist, it was 2006. And it was because of KJ. So yeah, it was. That's not long. That's not long ago, is it? Not well, really at it's, all. It's more than me, because I think it was. It's very much more recently than that for me. And it was because of you. What me? What? No, yeah, you know that. You know that. Already. I know that, but I'm still in denial. <laughs> I'm a terrible you know role model. <laughs> I'm a terrible <laughs> role model. Are you kidding? Uh, I think you should replace me with like Tansy. She's much better better at it than I am. She's much more well-spoken and she doesn't use expletives. That's not true. That's not true and you know it. So let's not put yourself down. Don't put yourself down. That's like my my number one hobby, Anna. What are you doing? Yes. No. Yes? So, yes. Yes. Cannot do it. No. (laughs) Uh, you just gave me unintentional permission. So you are my feminist mentor. Oh, that's sweet though. Thank you. I will not. I will not reject the label. I. I guess it came. I guess it probably came from White Fabulous, right? That's when I started yes. getting mouthy about it. Yes. Two thousand nine. Exactly. That's exactly it. I'm still really. I need to do some serious like reading. I'm still like. I don't know. I'm not one on one level, but I'm also not anywhere where I want to be, right? Um, I'm yeah. nowhere near the interse- oh, no. intersectional no. feminist I want to be. Like, I'm really not well-educated on race issues or, or trans issues. I really got to read some books. <laughs> I have wrecks. I just got to find time to read them. I.e., I got to stop, you know, screwing around with cow evolution and read some books. <laughs> yes. But I think I had a similar... Um childhood or um, growing up was the same thing for me in Brazil where things would happen and I wouldn't understand what they were and I wouldn't because I didn't have the tools to understand them but you know the Brazilian culture is a very macho culture mm, really? very sex yes it's very sexist like I was thinking about this today um, so growing up the way that I was taught by my mother and my sister and my family to um, to know if I looked good was the amount of cat calling that I had on oh the streets god. oh my god and this is this is just accepted until today. Until these days, you walk around and people can't call you, and this is how. And then your friends will look at you. Yes, well done, perfect. What? And this is how it is. This is how it. Man, is. I would and not then, have. I would not have survived Brazil as a fat kid. Holy shit! But you know, you have seen pictures of me, right? Yeah, you're the one who uh, has seen pictures of me because I launched them onto a volcano. <laughs> So I am not fat. No, not at all. But for Brazil, I am fat. What? That's and, ridiculous. And have, I have always struggled with self-image because in Brazil, I was I was overweight for Brazilian standards, and um, 
And I knew that when I was dieting, if I lost some weight, then if the cat calling started, then yes, I was doing great. Oh my God, Anna. I'm so, I'm so this horrified is, right now. I cannot this is, believe this. This is the culture that I grew up in. Oh this my is, God. This is something that my mom taught me. This is what? something that my sister taught me. And I also, like, you know, it's the same thing as well with when I was, you know, interested in a guy. I, being myself, I just wanted to go and talk to the guy because why not, right? It's just like, I want to hook up with the guy. I'm just going to go there and I'm going to say, I want to hook up with you. But my sister and my mom and my family would all be, you know, no, you can't because a guy needs to call you. You can't go and approach a guy before. And I've always struggled with that. And I had always had this sense of what is wrong with me that I... I don't want to play games. If I feel something, I just want to say what I feel. But I couldn't because as a woman, that's not how you do it. Okay. And that's basically, yeah, that that was me growing up. So now you have to go and do all the work to undo all that internalized. Yeah, sexism. absolutely. Absolutely. And every time I go to Brazil, it's always a culture shock. It's always a culture shock because obviously here I have... Uh, built a new life for me without any of those things. You know, I'm learning a lot still, but that's not the culture in the UK and that's not where I go and how I live or how I try to live my life. And I go back to Brazil, it's a culture shock to go back and talk to women and talk to my family. And they are always, you know, when my mother-in-law comes here, she tells me that I should always be dressed up at the door waiting for her son to come home from work. That's the <laughs> advice oh. that I received. I don't even know. I can't even, I can't, I can't even consult. I, I escaped, I guess I escaped some of this. And I know that happens in the U.S. too. That kind of, uh, those, those kind of teachings. But I just missed it because my mom was a nurse and she worked nights. So my dad did most of the raising when I was really, like when I was young. Yeah. So I was treated like a boy. I was raised, I mean, I, I was like, obviously, like I never, I was, I've never been really confused about my gender identity. I've always been like, I've always identified as a girl, but I was raised like, I mean, my dad was, he was a mechanic, right? And he worked on farms and on ranches and I would go with him and spend all my day, all my time with him until I started school. And during the summer, I would still spend time with him until I go old enough. But, that, but, at, but at that point, my mom was still working nights and she was busy. All, like she was always busy or sleeping. So I was mostly by myself. So I escaped a lot of the parental stuff that might've been imposed on me. Dad didn't teach me any of that stuff. He didn't, he, you know, he didn't, he didn't do that. He would, he didn't tell me, oh, you have to wear a dress or, oh, you have to do this. He'd be like, he'd be like, hand me that wrench. <laughs> <laughs> he'd be like, you can ride in the back of the truck. He'd be like, he's like, he's like, he's like, he's like, he's like you have to take your shoes. Because there might be nails, but if there's not nails, you don't have to wear them. Like, you know, shit like that. I just wasn't, he just didn't do, he just didn't do the gender role thing with me. He didn't impose it on me, I guess. But he didn't impose being a boy, like in quotes, on me either. So I just missed it because, you know, he didn't care. Or, and mom was just too busy. So I escaped it. I escaped it from my parents. I got it from everywhere else, like babysitters and stuff, but I escaped it from my parents. So I'm really sorry that you went through that because that sounds <laughs> awful. <laughs> I'm suddenly. Well, back then it wasn't guilty. as awful because I didn't know. And whenever 
I felt that there was something wrong with that scenario, I, I went through a period of what is wrong with me and how, why am I not like other people? Um, but I got through that. It was okay. You are like other people. Plenty of people. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, right? Yes. Jeez. Well, I don't, I don't know. Now I'm going to have to listen to this episode. <laughs> go back to suburbia. It's a great episode. It's a great episode. There's tons of things that I really want to read and, and watch. Um, yes. So it's a really interesting one. And of course, they get their feminists on and they because they really want this girl to, you know, be positive. Understand that it's a positive thing and it's a positive thing that has a history behind that even when you say things like oh we don't need feminism today even if you believe in that you need to understand that there's a reason there's people there's women behind you that make it exactly that make it possible for you to say that 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 opinion really drives me up exactly i know i know anyway we're gonna we'll get we'll go on a rant if that if we stay on that topic much longer (laughs) no it's fine it's fine i'm done (laughs) done with the that was like that. That was like a wreck. That was like a. That ended yes. up being like a twenty-minute wreck. I don't okay. have any. I don't have any. I'm gonna end it on a classy note. Let's just take it. Let's take it. Let's take it back down. I finished a story recently called "Toasted Buns." <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know why that makes me laugh. <laughs> it is a Steve Tony story. No. Yep. <laughs> It is. It's well, that's a change from uh, Steve and Bucky, I guess. Well, I mean, just prepare for both for the next 16 years. You know? just, I don't know what you, <laughs> you might as well get used to it. Anyway, I finished it. it. Like, it was a work in progress, and it finished last week? This week? Sometime. Uh, it's super funny and cute. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to link to it in the show notes, and everybody can go read it. If you just need to cheer up, it's not really full of angst or anything, but just for, like, a cheer-up story... It's super great. It's really, though, it's really kind of long, though. I want to say it's at least, like, 30,000 words. If you need something to kill some time, that's my wreck. And I had a classy wreck, and I had this. (laughs) You'll find links to some of the things we discussed today in our show notes at fangirlhappyhour.com. You can email us at fangirlhappyhour.gmail.com. Find us at fangirlhappyhour on both Tumblr and Facebook. And chat with us on Twitter at fangirlpodcast. For both myself and Anna, thanks for listening. See you next episode. I'm f- Matt Damon. She's f- Matt Damon. I'm f- Matt Damon. She's f- Matt Damon. I'm not imagining it's you. I'm f- Matt Damon. On the bed, on the floor, on a towel by the door, in the tub, in the car, up against the mini bar.